welcome to Sword and Board. I'm Luke. And I'm Lars. This is two guys talking about every fantasy movie ever made, and we are back from our extended holiday hiatus. Uh, Lars, how are you doing? Good. I got the uh, the nog fog has lifted. <laughs> um, I am uh, glad to be here in 2020, even though uh, it's been kind of a rocky start, <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> across everywhere. Had a great holiday break, though. Um, Mom and Dad came down for Christmas. It was great to see Mom. We actually got to go up this past weekend to go celebrate Dad's birthday. He was 64, so we listened to the Beatles song. Yeah. Thought that was fitting. Yeah, things are... Things That's are good. good. Um, it, it's been uh, it, it's been pretty good. How about you? It's been all right. We yeah. are in the midst of uh, packing because we're moving cross country soon. Yes, you so, are. Yep. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I have been steadily eBaying a bunch of stuff that I have put off for a while. So I'm just surrounded by mountains of boxes and just slowly getting rid of things that I'm meaning to move on to better homes. Surrounded so. by boxes because soon you will be surrounded by mountains. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mountains That'll of be. so you're you're trading mountains of boxes boxes for actual mountains yes it is an i think it's a step up upgrade i would i would say so yes i yes. would agree um i am thrilled that you're heading out there man for selfish reasons i've always wanted to go to denver so now <laughs> yeah. i have the perfect excuse to go there but i uh this is a cool adventure i think I you think so. uh you and victoria are gonna uh are really gonna enjoy it um, yeah just uh, go into it with an open mind and 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 just have fun yep so i think i think it's that's great so we decided back in 2019 oh yesteryear <laughs> um that we were <laughs> the going longest year in the world the longest goddamn year in the world and honestly 2020 looking like it's given out to run for its money <laughs> well <laughs> so. i just I, what i though something I, I that blows my mind with a whole that 2019 lasted for 30 years do you remember the tide pod fiasco yeah that was january of last year are you that serious yeah that wasn't years ago that was january wow yeah. okay <laughs> yikes Yep. Why why is that? Why do certain years or certain like certain points of time feel like they just take forever, but then it feels like like it's I just com- like I just met Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, like a, you know, it hasn't been a long yeah. time. It's a combination of factors. Because each individual day as you get older takes up a uh, a percentage less than the days before it each individual day adds a less a smaller amount to your life than the earlier days it's why summers when you were a kid lasted forever because they objectively were were a larger portion of your life at that time mm okay it's a relativity thing and secondly because of the interconnectedness of of social media and of of things like that events happen faster because we know about them faster and, and then the, and then there's new events to take their place like I, I did a, uh, I wrote my my final on social media itself, and this is this is nearly impossible for me to keep up with, and I I spent six months doing nothing but this. Lucas, that was a much more <laughs> developed and thoughtful answer than I thought that that question deserved. I just I just thought uh, we're just all getting old and everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I you know, uh, no no that was great this. no 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 you're 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 absolutely right and and it's a uh, you know, it, it's tough to to look at the news and, and look at, you know, people's Facebook streams and, you know, not to get personal, you know, there there's there were some things at the end of last year that's that were, were definitely hard. difficult and hard. But there's some some bright spots, you know, yeah. and, and, and and I think that that's uh, to, not to get too sappy, but this is one of those bright spots for me, you know, being able to, to come in and, and chat with you and and, uh, and talk about some some movies. Um, yeah. 
and and the movies that we we picked they are holiday themed so we're this is the last gasp the death throes of the holidays are the three movies that we picked so let's start out with the first one because we'll, let's let's go that way okay so we'll start off we'll go with the night before christmas which is a netflix original it is a hallmark movie that is a no if fans are butts about it, this is this could have gone on the Hallmark channel. Yep. And that's not a knock against it, but just that gives you kind of a frame of reference of what this movie was. So the movie is about a knight that is looking for kind of a quest, looking to to figure out a way to to find his purpose and really make a name for himself. He's already been knighted, but he's, you know, now he needs to find his quest. And he meets this old crone in the woods. Um, he is kind to her. The old crone whisks him away to Ohio in present day. Mm-hmm. Which I was impressed with. I was expecting it to be New York. Yeah. No, that was kind of nice. Well, actually, uh, yeah. Hallmark movies, if you've watched enough of them, it's either or. It's either the big city or... Small town nowhere. Small town nowhere. And this this went small town nowhere. Hilarity ensues. I mean, this is basically... It's it's Kate and Leopold. That, yeah, that a- uh, um, Meg Ryan, um, Hugh Jackman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, only he's a knight. And, Deep you know, cut. He, yeah. I, well, I, you know... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good movie. Um, yeah. As as these go, and and as these movies go, Night Before Christmas was a good movie. Yeah, it was fun. I, it was I fun. Had fun. It was cheesy. It was fun. I appreciated it in a lot of different ways. I have watched a lot more Hallmark movies lately because they are they're really nice and wholesome, and they're they're in the same way. You remember when we were talking about Lord of Lord of the Elves and how we didn't understand. That Asylum still exists. Yeah. And those are basically the new drive-in theater movies. Right. Hallmark movies I just appreciate because they're, they're, always, they're always there and they're always friendly and they're always nice. And sometimes it's, it's, like a, it's like a cup of hot chocolate. Yeah, no, absolutely. And not like, not the hot chocolate that you make out of the cocoa powder and like the cream and you make it with, you know. with No, it's it, Swiss Miss. It, it's Swiss Miss. It, it is purely homogenized, <laughs> you know, and out you of know a what? packet. Some- and, and sometimes, sometimes that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. But and and that's what this this movie was. It was just it was fine. It was night shows up. There's a woman that has been burned by an ex. She like she finds him on the side of the road and like she brings him home with her. Obviously, you know that's yeah. what happens. You know, and she takes care of him and he helps her out and he like helps out her family. And as luck would have it, you know, she falls in love with him because he's really sweet. He ends up falling in love with her, but he's still looking for his quest. But then he realizes that she's his quest. You you could write these movies in your sleep. You know, these are not like big think movies. This this movie started with someone realizing that if they change the word night to night, that was it. Yeah, Yeah. there we go. We have a title and we can just write this movie. Now, there were a couple things that I thought were kind of weird. Okay. And maybe it's because they are more wholesome, but they really play up that she has this ex and he's a douche. Yeah, that, that's like one of the, the yes. jokes, you know, like the, the the knight doesn't know what the douche a douche is, so he says it over and over again. The ex never really gets his comeuppance. No. And I kind of I'm okay with that because he's just incidental to the plot. I I it did feel like they were sort of building towards him being the uh the fact that they showed him, that was the yes. thing. Like, if it just was this, like, nebulous, I have an ex, then that's mm-hmm. fine. But the fact that they showed him a couple times, that was odd. And then the hussy neighbor, 
that like that was, and it, it turns out to be fine at the end of the movie. That she was a out, yeah, that was yeah. a weird kind of throwaway plot device that like in these movies there's supposed to be you know a challenge, there's supposed to be some sort of you know trouble, you know everything can't be perfect, but it kind of was, and she ended up yeah. being really nice. So that was just really that was kind of weird. It was interesting to me to see how Netflix is making their own expanded universe for movies. Oh, God. yeah, you noticed that too? Yeah. So they're watching the Rob Lowe, and I forget, I don't know her name, but she was um, Charlotte, I think, in on Sex, Sex in the City. City. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that movie where they're in Africa over Christmas. And then Christmas there's Safari, a, I think. Uh, yeah, some, something like that. And then there was one, so it's the... It's E's girlfriend from Entourage is the girl in it. Like, not not the main girl, but the sister. And she's, they're like, they're decorating, decorating a tree. And she says, hey, we, you know, our parents got this from their trip to Aldovia. And that's yeah, the Christmas it, it, Prince it, movies. Um, So it was just little things that, like. I was waiting for Sam Jackson to show up. And I, I'm here to talk right. to you about, you about the Christmas initiative. We, we have an idea. <laughs> We'd like to bring in a bunch of mediocre but serviceable movies together <laughs> to form a team. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what what I realized was that wow I watched all of those movies I'm dad watching all the Twilights that's okay. what I that's just my thing now I realized that like during Christmas like your Hallmark movies I didn't I didn't watch the Hallmark movies I watched all of these Netflix Hallmark, Hallmark style movies. and they were fine like they were actually they they put me in a good Christmassy mood yeah so one of the things I like talking about with with um with some of my friends is if I had an unlimited budget to make a movie or something like that mm -hmm. and talking about doing postmodern takes on stuff if i had an unlimited budget i'd do like dc's new frontier yeah yeah. I'd, yeah yeah i'd shoot that with 60s cameras and 60s costumes and i'd do it live action would you do it with like like erwin allen effects some of it like that and try and make it as true to that time slot as possible and make it look like that and so when like like when like superman does the the um the laser beams out of his eyes it would be like the yeah, like yeah that yeah. kind of thing with like more like sparky <laughs> yes but play it straight and make it look oh yeah good. Right, right yeah yeah absolutely yeah so i was talking about this with a friend of mine i was thinking what would be interesting was what if there was a hallmark movie superman uh, or a hallmark movie superhero show or something like that lois and clark Exactly. That was my thought. Is that's already what it is. Like, it came out. <laughs> and it was pretty good. Yeah, it was, fun. it was fun. Some of the choices were, like, the they made him very medieval, and I get it. Yeah. Like, at one point, he actually shouts Egads, mm -hmm. and I remember writing down on my notes, Egads, really? Yep. And uh, so, for some reason, she lets him borrow her car. That's weird. That was and a weird part. <laughs> and I remember Victoria exclaiming, like, no, you've just endangered the lives of millions. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, at the very least, the hundreds at that little Christmas village thing. Um, there are some good jokes. They're like little, like funny little moments. This was a, this was a fun movie. Um, yeah. Speaking, so I had a question. Okay. You have, and, and listeners at home, and this is not fair because I've been thinking about it, but you have 10 seconds, Lucas. You need to come up with a Hallmark movie plot. Go. An art gallery financer uh, has to go home, and she finds a metal worker who works at her garage who help, who makes uh, dinosaurs for underprivileged orphans. I'd watch that movie. I'd watch that movie. What? What? I can go all day. I can go all day. <laughs> Mine was okay. um, a woman that owns, runs a business where she helps you buy a gift for your loved one. When you don't okay. know the thing to get for her, she falls in love with one of her clients, and she turns out, and, and he turns out getting her the perfect gift. Aw, yeah, yeah. That's, we yeah, that's we can go works. all day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 
we have to flesh it out a little bit, but you know, and it, it would be called the perfect gift, obviously. Yes, Hallmark. If you're listening, we uh, we've got a couple more ideas for you. Um, <laughs> I uh, you know, as far as fantastical elements are concerned, it was about a knight and the. I wonder if the, that crone sends other people to, into different time periods. Probably. So where's the like? If there's a sequel to this, does his brother get sent to his time, that time frame as well? And maybe he meets up with um, with the neighbor. I don't have much more to say about this one. This was, yeah, was a fun. very. I I years ago I would have rolled my eyes at a movie like this. Yeah. No, this was this was a, and a very enjoyable, and, and it's probably one of those that I'm glad it's on Netflix because next Christmas, you know what? I'll probably watch it in the background. I'll exactly. probably have it on. You you made you made fun of me last uh, last time about me trying to enjoy things. This was fun. I enjoyed this. Like yeah. it was perfectly serviceable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was this was a good one. Yeah. What was not what, a good one? <laughs> what was a a fever dream of a movie? Uh, Woof. <laughs> oh. So on a whim, we uh, we watched uh, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. I don't know. I didn't know a whole lot about the Nutcracker, which is funny considering how much fiction and media I have consumed in thirty-two years. Mm-hmm. This was the first Nutcracker I've ever watched. I know like the music. Yeah, but I don't I, really I know, know, the, the I know the story. I know the music because of the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Right, but um, I but I don't know like the like the story of right. it. Right. So. The basic plot of this is that there is a a girl who she's lonely at Christmas, and her dad is Mr. Darcy. He, he is he is the perfect British guy. Yeah, I, he, when I say Mr. Darcy, he was literally Mr. Darcy. Exactly. No, you're yeah. right. Like he he and and now now he wasn't Colin Firth, Mr. Darcy. He was the Darcy and Keira Knightley's move. But still, he is Mr. Darcy. He is like when you think of a British man, him. Yeah. <laughs> he just pops up. <laughs> yeah. He was also the guy. He was the 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 boring son in uh, like trying to hold everything together in um, Death at a Funeral. Oh yeah, that was yeah, such yeah. a funny movie. Yep, but again, um, very British. <laughs> exactly, exceedingly British. Exceedingly British. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like so, I'm sorry, but yeah, so it, he's the dad, and like the mom's dead, right? Mom's dead, and they go to a a party at their friend's house. And it turns out that her mother was an inventor, and somehow she gets transported to a magical realm, magical world where there are the four realms, and it's under siege by a bad thing, by a by a uh, a mysterious malevolence. And Kira Knightley's in it, and she plays a sugar from plum fairy, mm-hmm. and she's very very hard to listen. Do to you notice? Do you notice how bored he's getting as he's saying it? Because that's what this movie was. <laughs> See, and it, the problem is, it's got Morgan Freeman as a cycloptic inventor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and it and they the made that boring. And it made it boring. I will. So you're like right. They go to a party. They're announced at a party, and I, I thought, you know what? I want to be. I want to go to a party where, where I'm announced. Yes. <laughs> like, and now Laws and Elizabeth Ferebi. Of Plus the, escort yeah. of the Greensboro Fairies, or what you know. I also thought, you know, the girls is typical angsty girl. The dad is holding it together. His he's got like is it three kids? Yeah, three I, think so. I don't. Yeah, mom's passed away. He's incredibly sad, but he's trying to like put on a, a strong face for it. He's just finished decorating the tree, and she said, "That's not how mother did it." Well, go fuck yourself, kid. <laughs> <laughs> like he's I am barely, I, I'm doing the best that I can. It, and so she ends up in the, they end up in this magical <laughs> fantasy world. That's it's like I'm all for 
craziness. I'm all for the, ex- it, the and, and, experimental. And it's adjacent. Weird. It's adjacent to us. Yeah. Right. Because they, like, they, 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 there's like a, a part where they go in a clock and it like goes into our world. our world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm all for the crazy weirdness. Mm-hmm. I really am. But this was kind of hard to follow. Crazy weirdness, and I don't yes. necessarily mean the plot was hard to follow. I mean I didn't under there was the plot wasn't defined enough to follow. Yeah, absolutely. Like, You're that is perfect. Stuff stuff happens. Stuff happens. Pretty stuff happens. Helen Mirren shows up as a crazy as a crazy clown lady who's not who's evil who we think is evil initially but isn't evil because Kira Knightley is evil. Yes, and then she makes ten soldiers into real soldiers, but they're they're evil because they're tin and hollow and don't have any hearts. Cause yeah, so what? It's a lot of cause. Yeah, it's a lot. And it sucks because it's 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 a really pretty movie. It's a weird pretty movie, mm-hmm. but it's pretty. It's very shiny, but not magic. There we go. It's another shiny, but not magic movie. There's no spark. The ballet part. So they go. So Kira Knightley takes the girl because basically the girl has a key, and the key will unlock a thing, and the thing will do this, and that thing will allow Kira Knightley to take over the four realms. Yeah, that's basically that, and then so the girl figures out that Kira Knightley's the bad guy. She has to go stop her. the The mom basically invented this whole world, right? Like created everything. So, but Kira Knightley brings the girl when she's still trying to be, you know, pretend that she's good. She takes her to the ballet, and the ballet like shows the Nutcracker story. That mm-hmm. was beautiful. Like they had sweeping yes. camera work, and it was all like it was a stage. And like you know the and, and it reminded me of like American in Paris or you know the, those those great old musicals where like it is they're on a stage and it's, it's like a black shiny floor and when the, they're dancing on it there's flowers that are coming up mm-hmm. you know every time they touch the the floor and and but then it kept cutting back to Kira Knightley in her high pitched weird ass voice explaining it like stop just let me watch this ballet thing because this is actually kind of neat yeah. And the kid who plays the like the the guard the soldier guardsman, he's cool. He's actually, it, but he's and, actually the Nutcracker, right? Like he's the guy. I think so. I thought so. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like that's the thing is he cracks no nuts and his jaw doesn't open to make the, that kind of motion. So I couldn't tell you if he was the Nutcracker or not. There were very few rats. There was no Rat King that I remember. Mm-hmm. Was there a Rat King? No. This is the level. This is the impression this movie is, has has put on on us. Yeah, because like we literally watched it recent, like within the last couple of weeks, and I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I and, even like went back through it yesterday. Yeah, just to like, all right, we're you know, what else can I pick out of this? I I can't tell you. I was disappointed that Morgan Freeman wasn't more involved. Yeah, it was it was weird to me that they chose this story to make this grand. It was like they make it this grand epic thing, and it was like Disney was casting about for okay, what else can we do like Lord of the Rings and Golden Compass? Well, and what can, can we do? Oh, okay, Nutcracker. We'll make it we'll make this. I can I can explain that. I think okay because Johnny Depp is in his fifties now. They mm. because Pirates of the Caribbean is on its way out. The last two were pretty terrible. They're trying to reboot it, and they're trying to do something, but Johnny Depp is getting older. Mm-hmm. Can't really be as physical as much as he is, and he keeps having reoccurring like bad press mm-hmm. for for stuff. And so that's why every couple of years you see a an, 
a live action adventure movie. Mm-hmm. It's why we got um, the National Treasures. It's why we got Sorcerer's Apprentice. It's why we got Prince of Persia. It's why we got uh, the Alice in Wonderland movies, also starring Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like they're trying to do another live action franchise Disney, Disney adventure franchise. That makes sense. That's that's my read on it. Okay. Okay. It and was a the, the, and Disney has infinity dollars right and they can they can burn they don't want to but they can lose money on a on a movie or they can make a a modest sum on a movie and it's okay yeah and i'm honestly all for weird new franchises i want new ips no yeah no and i'm fine with that it just this would just just didn't land for me i just didn't agree i I, I wasn't like i'm all for new ideas i'm all for new stuff this one was just I, I, it was like, it was, like you said, it was shiny, not magical. It was really pretty to look at, but just, yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, <laughs> um, is the third movie we picked. <laughs> so it was just announced yesterday, dating this re- uh, recording to a specific day. Okay. Um, that this particular movie was nominated for best animated picture. Yes. Yes. Uh, 2019's Klaus. Yep. I. Oh my God. I didn't realize how much I missed traditionally drawn animation mm-hmm. until I saw this again. Yeah, I it was staggeringly beautiful. Oh wait, it wasn't. Comp- I mean, it was, it was traditionally drawn. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was traditional animation. That's part of why it's getting so much, so much mm-hmm. accol- so many accolades. Is there's this like one beautiful lunge at the darkness. See, because I I didn't even for me it just it was just so breathtaking that I didn't even consider the medium. I just was just so enthralled by. The story, the world, yeah, but everything. Yeah. It was so yeah. it's a, it, it it's interesting. So it's about a prissy lack, stuck a prissy, up. Lack, <laughs> prissy lackadaisical stuck up postman in training who gets sent by his postmaster general father to the farthest town in the middle of nowhere, and he has to build uh, like a, the, up the north, like the farthest north you could go. Right, and he has to build a functioning post office branch in this town, or he gets cut off from everything. And, and, and like by function is like within within one year he has to have stamped <clears throat> is it six thousand letters no, it's, six thousand yeah, so, something either, like that like yeah, that's some the absurd no, absurd number right and I uh, there's just a moment that I loved right at the beginning that was when he is in training he's lounging about like like a British officer in the Raj yeah and I just love that tent because it's yep. so like over the top but. He goes it's to Jason this, Schwartzman, right? Yes. He uh, so he goes to this this island and he accidentally <laughs> rings a bell and every it's it's a feuding ba- it's a feuding battle that they don't understand why they've been feuding for so long. Right. It's one of those kinds of feuds between two families. And the, and the, it's only and this island is comprised of two clans. Like it's mm-hmm. two families that hate each other. And like the and the kids are all like children of the corn esque children, and the adults hate each other, and it's just it's awful. And like mm-hmm. nobody goes to school because you can't go to school with somebody else's in the other clan. Um, so like the one school teacher that's there is basically like a fishmonger, right? right? And she she went she went here to become a teacher and realizes it's it's meaningless. So she has been saving money to leave, and she's a fishmonger. Right, and it's just that great image of uh, the school, the school covered in fish as well, and just this really, really beautiful imagery. And like, well, not it's not beautiful; it's well drawn and well animated and all that. It's horrifying, but it's really cool. Let me rephrase right. that. Right, 
he hates it here. He needs to get off the island. He runs into this woodsman out. You know, he has a, a, a loner out in this, this cabin. And it's this really big barrel-chested giant of a man with white hair and a white beard. And that's Klaus. He's really scary and no one likes to talk to him. He's the neighbor in Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, he's the neighbor in Home Alone. And through a series of, of adventures, he ends up getting a toy to this kid because he sent him a letter. He sent, like, right. the kid gets sent a letter. And Klaus's entire barn is filled with toys that he used to make. Right. And then you find out, you know, with the most tragic backstory on the planet, why he's got all these toys. We'll get to there. We'll get yeah. there. Um, but you're right. So the kid writes a letter. Klaus gives him a toy. Mm-hmm. And then the next day... The postman gets a knock and like, hey, I heard if you give a letter to this Klaus guy, (laughs) give his letter to this Klaus guy, he'll give you a toy. So more kids show up with letters. Right. And like the light bulb goes off in our hero. Our our protagonist. Our protagonist. He becomes a hero. But our protagonist, you know, mind that, oh my gosh, if I do this, I'll get enough letters to get off the island. Mm -hmm. Because it's all about, you know, now, you know, I got to be selfish. I got to get off off this island. So basically he makes a partnership with Klaus, but it's kind of nefarious about it. So, you know, hey, you really help these kids. You should, you know, you should do this good thing. Not Mm -hmm. telling him that, hey, I need you to to do this because I'll get more letters and I'll get off the island. Yeah. So he starts, they start rebuilding a sled. They start going around handing out more toys and it starts this snowballing positive change around the town. Yes. I'm being told slay, not sled. It starts a, uh, a just this positive change where the kids who used to hate each other, they're starting to talk and be friends and have yes. fun together. And it's this snowballing change. Because and it's, it's little, it's it's little bits here and there. But I loved how you started to see like the town started to get brighter. Yeah, like and it was all dark and dank at the beginning, and you start seeing more. You know, and, things start opening up. And Klaus says that that line of you know, one good deed, yes, changes everything or i don't remember exactly how he says it what is the line i, I, I don't just... either but but it's basically if you do one and it, it's like it's not just one good deed but it's like one a good one good deed where you're not expecting something right in return, return. that makes somebody else want to do the same thing and it's i it was very greta uh very greta the kids making the world a better place yes <laughs> um in that you know the the kids the, it's very easy to tell the clans one's a black-haired clan one's a red-headed clan Right, basically. And you start seeing black-headed and red-headed kids running together. Mm -hmm. And then, hey, I need to know how to write so I can write to Klaus. So, hey, teacher, can you teach me? So she starts getting her joy back, and she wants to become a teacher now. You know, So she starts spending all the money that she saved to rebuild the school. And And then the the Sami girl walks up, and I... That was mm. probably the night, the, like the most one of the most tear-jerking moments in that whole movie, because the Sami are a a, a native um, ethnic group in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not, they don't have any of the same language base. They don't have any of the same kind of. They're a different ethnic group in Scandinavia. They're an actual people, right? And she doesn't speak English, yeah, but she still knows Santa. And she still right. knows Klaus. Right. And so they have. she goes to the teacher, and the teacher speaks Sami and writes Sami. Mm-hmm. And he makes a little sleigh for her. And that... And, 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 and yes, and that was incredible. And then, like, the Sami come to Klaus's, you know, cabin and help, start helping him make the toys. And we find out that Klaus was married... Like he there there's this wooden thing that he's built where it has all these like little like cubbies, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a figure of Klaus and a figure of a woman, and all the other cubbies are empty. 
and yeah, and that's... they wanted to have family. They want to have so many kids that they couldn't stand it, and they couldn't. Couldn't, and it's yeah. And then the Sami, like that moment where Klaus comes in and they filled the cubby with oh, all of these God. little figures of the Sami, and like they're his kids now, and and they're his family, and it's like, ugh, yeah, goodness, <laughs> yeah, like, that I, was... I'm I'm tearing up thinking about that, and yeah, man, that was. Yeah, it was beautiful. And he keeps, um, he keeps hearing the voice of his of his wife in the wind. Or, yeah. And it's never meant, it's never explicitly said what it is. And that was one of the things I loved the most about this is it wasn't magical until it was. Yeah. Well, the it, magic stuff was just watching the kids reconnect and like the town reconnect. That was magical. Yes. And then it, like what I mean by that is at the end where he they. Jason Schwartzman's character gets enough letters, and the evil people who run the town, they want to keep the, the feud going. The feud going, right. They write back, to, they manage to get the postmaster to come back and say, look, you got enough letters, you can leave now. And it turns into a comedy of, like, uh, you know, you betrayed my trust kind of thing with Klaus. And it's the same, it's, it's what, it's the one thing that I thought was a little weak in the movie, is that... That's expected. Like I kind of expected that to happen. I don't know I expect, how you. Yes. I don't know how you would have changed that bit, but it's still it's still hard to watch. It was hard to watch, and honestly, there the other weak bit for me mm-hmm. was some of the music. Mm-hmm. Some of the mu- like the the song that plays when that when she rides off on her sleigh, beautiful. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the music, like the score throughout, it was great. But then there was like these weird musical cues that were very jarring and not of that time frame and not of that world. And it made it feel more like so Pixar movies. You don't really get a lot of that. You don't no. really get a lot of random pop songs coming in. Not really, no. Not really. Like there's some some of them you do, but not all the time. You get a lot of it, and not even like 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 pop songs, like new pop songs. You might get like some older songs, like in in Finding Dory, Wonderful World plays like right. at the end of it, and that, and that that works. The Illumination movies are really bad, which about are it. fine, but they're really bad about that. You know, it's typically like a like a character goes strutting like away from a you know like it's just like them mm-hmm. walking, and there's like this weird jarring like rap song or like rock song playing. It fits when it's a modern day movie like about modern day time it was just a little jarring for me in this does that make yes, sense it does and and it's not it's not bad but it's not no, no, the no, right no. tone right and everything else worked for me like everything else built the right tone mm-hmm. so like and then there's it only happens like two or three times it doesn't happen a lot no but when it does it was like oh yeah that that didn't you didn't need that yeah that's a um, minor complaint. <laughs> I mean, this is not a this is not a big thing, but it was one like if I'm going to be nitpicky, right? That was one. That was the one nitpicky thing. Mm-hmm. I was blown away, and I remember reading like seeing a trailer for it months ago, and like, oh well, I have to watch this, and and I I haven't been the I haven't gotten to uh I used to watch movies over and over again. Like as soon as I finished it, I'd mm-hmm. rewind it and watch it again. I yeah. remember doing that with a couple of stuff. I haven't done that in years. Mm-hmm. I almost it took everything I had not to restart this because it was that good. Yeah, no this this was this was fantastic. It was heartfelt. It was funny. Without, and it was silly without being like you know like just like way too yeah. silly. But it was but silly in a good way. It was it captured the magic of Christmas better than a lot of the Christmas movies I've seen recently. Yeah, yeah. It was a be- it was the best. This is not a tall order, but it was the best Santa Claus origin that I've seen. Yes. Like, Santa Claus the movie is bananas. 
um, <laughs> the Santa bad. Claus, the, the Santa Claus, and then Santa Claus is coming to town. I mean, it's it's a classic, but I mean, this one was just so good. Yeah, and it never like never beat you over the head with, "Well, he's gonna fly his reindeer now, or he's gonna do this." It's just it just happens. Yeah, like he, that, he it, gets his red suit, and like there's this little like, "Oh, that's how you laugh," you know, just little. Yeah, I don't know. Little, I little just the, the well, hey, I, he the postman at one point because I don't remember his name. The postman, uh, there's some jerk uh, kids. Je- Jeffer, Je- Je- Jesper. Jesper, yeah. Those, so there's some jerk kids, and they want toys, but he realizes they're jerks, so he puts coal, <laughs> gives them coal, mm-hmm. and he's like, wait a minute. I asked for a toy, and I only got coal. He's not a hero. I was like, well, he sees you. He knows everything. Right. And it's this nice change because it's everything builds on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was easily the best of the three movies that we watched. <laughs> this is this is going to be very high on the list. To be I honest, agree, I one hundred percent agree with you. Let's start with um. Let's just do them in order. Okay. So actually, let's go worst to best. Okay. So uh, Nutcracker. Okay, I'm Nutcracker. Look, I'm looking at the list now. We're gonna go pretty low, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think I would rather watch Aladdin over this. Over yeah. That. Yep. All right. Below Aladdin is the Brothers Grimm. Yeah. Rather watch Brothers Grimm? I would. Okay. Well, do you know we're at our uh, at the first checkpoint on this list? Because you know what's after Brothers Grimm? Deathstalker 2? No, Deathstalker. Well, the, the, Brothers Grimm is that far down? Yes. Death, well, this is better than Deathstalker. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd say it's better than Deathstalker. I think I would agree with that. So it's it's nestled between Brothers Grimm and Deathstalker. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so um, I would the, start. I would start Night Before Christmas above Aladdin. Okay. Um, ne- above. Would Aladdin. you Would you agree? Oh yeah, I'd rather watch. Yeah, because yeah, this was at least it wasn't relentlessly terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I enjoyed Deathstalker 2 more. <laughs> I think. What's up above Deathstalker 2? Dragonfire. Dragon. Oh, that's the, the one with the tanks and the... And, no, and the cowboy. And the cowboy and the... Oh, okay. I think Deathstalker 2 was more enjoyable. Was more... I, I, again, in terms of a fantasy movie, I would watch that yeah. before this. So immediately below Deathstalker 2 is the weird man. I'd put it in between. Yeah. All right. That works for me. And Klaus, what are you thinking? So I know number one is Return of the King, number two is Stardust, number three is Excalibur. What's number four? Time Bandits. I put him up before Time Bandits. Yeah, I think I... I, I honestly, like this, that was that yeah. was really good. I agree. I think I would agree with that. So we're looking... Would you be all right? Would oh, you be absolutely. A, yeah, in, in between Excalibur and, and Time Bandits? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. that's that. I could, couldn't say enough good things about this one. No. Now, it is... It is season specific. I don't think I would watch this again outside of the holiday season. No, I don't think I. I don't know if I would either. But this is definitely going in the rotation for holiday movies, and yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to next year to watch it again. This yeah, was, me either. This was fantastic. So, okay. Okay. So, Lars, where can good people find us on the internet? They can find us all over the place, Lucas. They can find us on Twitter at Sword and Boardcast. They can also find us on Instagram at Sword in Boardcast as well. Um, I'm still working on that one right now. Uh, so it's an enthralling page. Be exactly. sure to follow it. Tons of content, tons of media, ton, <laughs> we, yep, just we, incredible stuff to be found on our Instagram page. We are on Podbean <laughs> and on iTunes. I'm working on getting us on other uh, things as well. Uh, 
Skywriting. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're really excited about that. I'm, I am putting swords <laughs> in... Did you hear about that for a while? In Europe, there was a trend of small girls finding swords in ponds and lakes. Swear to God this happened. This happened like two or three different times. Where there were just small children finding swords in lakes. Like So, like, literally like the lady in the lake... Her, her, her bodice clad in the clearest samite. <laughs> um, some, some saucy bent handing out swords in a pond. <laughs> no way to establish a system of government. No, um, no it, was, it was probably from old Viking burials or old burials like that, but they would find swords in, in lakes. And it's happened more than once. And I remember the first time it happened, all the commentary was like, look, this is exactly the time frame in the story for when this is needed to happen. Because it was like right after the Nazis came back, it was right after all these awful things, and then a little girl finds a sword in a lake. Like, okay, yep, that's when we needed that. So Lucas is going to be transcribing the podcasts yeah. onto a sword and, and then dropping them into ponds. I'm just going to heat them into lakes. Well, you are driving cross country, so exactly. you've got you've got at least from Alabama to Denver to uh, there's got to be some bodies of water there. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, um, everybody, I know that, you know, you're probably tired of the holidays. If you're looking for one last hurrah, go watch Klaus. It'll change yeah. your life. It's amazing. And um, thank you for listening. You folks have a good night. Theme song, Goblin Road Trip by Ryan Boyd. <laughs>